Why do you want to fight? This is the fight game with Demont Cotton. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the fight game with Demond Cotton. I am your host. And there's so much to get into on today's show. I mean a jam-packed show, UFC 278 this weekend. The rematch in the for the heavyweight championship in boxing with Olexander Yushek and Anthony Joshua is happening this weekend. Adrian Broner pulling out of a fight that he was supposed to have this weekend. I mean the world of professional wrestling. I mean the booking on Monday Night Raw just keeps getting better. Drew McIntyre had the promo of his life this past Monday with kevin owens i mean come on there is so much to talk to there's so much to talk about on today's show and i can't wait to get into all of it but first we are going to start with adrian broner because he pulled out of his fight this saturday against figueroa omar figueroa jr and it's just sad to see you want to say because he is someone that he's become he's become a punchline you know he has been the butt of a few jokes because he is that much of a character, he is an entertaining personality. You've seen him in some of the post-fight interviews that he's had. But to see a guy pull out of a fight due to mental health issues, it's a bit concerning. He hasn't had a fight in over a year. And to come out and say in an official statement on Instagram, man, I'm going through a lot at this moment in my life, but I ain't going to give up. I set some more goals and I ain't stopping until I finish what I started. But sorry to say... So sorry to say this, but I'm not fighting August 20th. And that was from his Instagram account, just pulling out of a fight with a few days notice. So it makes you think, it makes you wonder what's going on with this guy to make him have to pull out of a fight the week of. So my best wishes to Adrian Broner. Hope he's getting healthy because you got to take care of your mentals as well as your physical training in the fight game. And it almost ties into Luke Rockhold, who yesterday at UFC 278 Media Day lit a fire. Now, Luke Rockhold, he's going to be in the co-main event with Paulo Costa. And one of the things that he said, not about the fight at all. You know, he's been there, done that in the UFC. But just him talking about fighter pay, health care, these things that are a little bit shied away from being talked about in the UFC by some of the main fighters. On my show on Raider Nation Radio 920, we had a caller, a texter text in, and he said, hey, Damon, what do you think about the fighter paying the UFC? And even myself, I said, hey, Dana White, Dana White says it all the time. If you think you can do it better, if you can pay these guys more money, start your own fight league. And I want to agree with Dana White a little bit on that because the UFC is the biggest game in town, and that is just you have to play by the UFC's rules. But is it fair? Not necessarily, no. Could the UFC be better at paying their fighters? Absolutely, yes. But it's that finding that middle ground, that sweet spot of what is right and what is wrong when it comes to the UFC and how they are paying their fighters. I don't have the answers, but Luke Rockhold, when he talked to the media yesterday he certainly had a lot to say and I want to play that for you but before I play it I will say I had to edit out so many beeps in this because this is a family program but Luke Rockhold he was just speaking like a real person who was fed up and he's tired of what he's seeing in the UFC when it comes to fighter pay so here's Luke Rockhold 
What are they going to do? I mean, root against me. Go for it. Do your thing, dude. I'm here to fight. I, I'm not saying anything that's not real. Everything I'm saying is justified and truthful. Just because, like, I should be in a position of power before I say this. I got nothing to lose. I don't need this business. It's just like, you know, I, I love the fighting. And I'm here to fight the best and this happens to be the place where it's done. You know? The, the company is growing and they're implementing other little stupid ass bonuses. $5,000 here, $5,000 there. $50,000, man. We've been stuck on this 20 years. I mean, back when GSP fought Jake, what is it, 100,000? And it was growing. There was, there was, when Lorenzo and Frank were running the show, there was real grounding wires. These guys don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're letting Dana just run the show and suppress the sport. This, they need to grow. This whole thing needs to grow together. Our lives are on the line. Healthcare needs to be taken care of. Our health needs to be taken care of. Mine is not, has not been taken care of. You know what I mean? It's like, I, there's a lot of people that, there's a lot of things need to change. It's like, I'm just not going to be scared to say it. Everyone wants to because they want to get that title shot. They want to move up. And then they, I've done it all. And then it's like, yeah, this is business. Every business is like this. It's about leverage. It's a game of leverage in life. And it's about always keeping the upper hand. It's, it's not just here. It's everywhere. And if you let these think that they have that leverage, it's only going to grow above you. So it's just people understanding their worth. People understanding their worth is basically what he's trying to get at. But it was just so explosive and also refreshing to hear a fighter speak so bluntly about what they want to see happen in the UFC and the change that they want to see in the UFC. This guy's been in the UFC for almost 10 years now coming over from Strikeforce once the UFC bought that. So like I said, he's been there. He's done that. He's been around the block. So He's seen it all in the MMA world, and for him to call out the UFC, hey, even calling out Dana White, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know like if, th if there's going to be any repercussions, if there's going to be any ramifications for speaking this bluntly about your bosses. I just don't know, but it, like I said again, I just got to tip my cat to my tip of the cap to the guy because it is just nice to see but UFC 278 it is still going on this Saturday out in Salt Lake City and I'm going to be joined by the main event of the evening that night we've got Kamaru Usman he's going to be joining the show but we also have Leon Edwards the challenger he's going to be coming up first in about 10 minutes or so so you're not going to want to miss that Leon Edwards Kamaru Usman, Brian Salmon from News 3, and then we got a few good minutes with Jared that's also going to be coming up. There's so much that we got to get to in today's show, so we're going to take a quick break now just to get the commercials out of the way. But when we come back, we're going to be joined by Leon Edwards. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to The Fight Game. And welcome back to the fight game on 1230 The Game. Like I said, we're going to be joined by Leon Edwards in just about five minutes. But I want to address a tweet that I got on Twitter. And you can tweet at me at Demon underscore the boss. And this is from at Afromarv on Twitter. Do these companies provide fighters with any type of mental health service? And Marv, that's a good question that I honestly do not know. But I'm sure if a fighter went to the UFC, maybe the UFC would cover 
maybe like therapy for that for a particular fighter but i don't know for sure but that is a good question and that's something that could be addressed with what luke rockhold had to say about the ufc that could be something that's put into ufc contracts maybe where if they hey healthcare it should be <laughs> it should be provided already off the top i mean these fighters are putting their bodies on the line like he said there are so many industries where healthcare is not covered and that is something that should just be taken care of off the top off rip that should be taken care of so maybe then in the healthcare package that the ufc would provide to their fighters yes mental health services would be available as that because we all know that one of the things about wanting mental health it's one thing to want and to acknowledge that you need help when it comes to mental health but also being able to afford it, being able to know the resources to go out and seek the help that you desire. Because like Afro Marv says, do these companies provide that mental health? Because it's such a struggle where you see the you see the new apps that are coming along. Better help this is one that's right off the top of my head where, hey, they're trying to make it affordable. Hey, you don't have to go in to see someone. You could just do it right over the phone. But for some, we know that. In-person therapy is very expensive. I, you be honest, I've looked into it myself, and it is very expensive for in-person therapy. So if you are a professional fighter, maybe the UFC or boxing, whichever organing, organizations, the organizing bodies for these companies, yes, they should be looking out for their fighters because it is not easy to step into a ring, to step into a cage, and go to war for a living. We look at these guys and we these guys and girls and we say they're warriors. But you know, it, it's hard being a warrior. It's not as easy as it looks to just go in there and lay it all on the line. I'm sure it does come with some battle scars for these fighters. So Afro Marv, thank you for that tweet, but I don't have a specific answer for you. But thanks for reaching out to me. And like I said, I'm at tw I'm on Twitter at Demon underscore the boss. And without further ado, we have Leon Edwards. So let's get into that interview. I'm pleased to introduce my next guest, Rocky Leon Edwards, as he is taking on Kamaru Usman at UFC 278 in Salt Lake City this Saturday night. And you can check that out on ESPN+. Rocky, how's it been out there? Coming over from the UK, how's it been out there in Salt Lake City for you? Um, it's been good. I came, I came out here um, just a few weeks ago. Um, once on the five comes around, I'll be here for three weeks, you know, so, um, yeah, it, it feels good, it feels good, I, I enjoy the scenery, a lot, there's a lot of mountains there and outdoors, um, stuff to do, you know, so, yeah, it's good, it feels good. All right, and this fight here with Kamaru, it is a rematch, but it was so long ago, have you been watching that past fight to prepare for this one? Um, not really, I've seen it a few times, um, during training camp, but as far as, like, um, focus and focusing on it and studying it um not really we're just two different fires from what what it was back then you know um like i said it was a long long time ago seven years ago um so yeah i'm, I'm approaching it as a, as a as a brand new fight all right and you had a, a documentary that dropped on bt sport this week and in that documentary you said that you're now a full-blown martial artist so what has improved in your game so much in this win streak that you've been on um, I think just everything, my my um my grappling skills, my 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 understanding of mixed martial arts, you know, um, just everything, my speed, my striking, I think everything has, has improved, you know, and I am looking forward to going there and showing it all Saturday night. Yes, and with that win streak that you've been on, what have you learned about yeah. yourself the most as a fighter on this ten fight win streak, and you becoming the number one contender? 
Um, just that what 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 I have said from the beginning, what I believe in is it, true. You know, my my training is 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 correct, and I I feel solid. You know, so I'm just like said, proud of myself for what I've done, what what I've achieved um so far, and um I've been doubted along the way, but now we're here and start the night to die me again. But I'll, I'll go out and get the victory. Yes, in this fight here with Kamaru, what have you noticed about him when you're like watching him on film? Is there any things that you're looking at that you say, hey, man, I'm going to be able to take advantage of this in this fight coming up on Saturday? Um, yeah, for sure. There's many, many things that he does um, good and there's many things that he does, that he does bad and all. So that's my job now to go out there and take a full advantage, full advantage of it. You know what I mean? So um, I was not, not going to give him a game plan, but everyone got patterns in the way they fight. And, um, but yeah, it, it'd be a good fight and I'm, I'm, I can't wait again we're talking to Leon Edwards here on the fight game now Leon I know that this is going to be such a big fight for you you're fighting for the UFC World Weight Championship how much is it going to mean for you if and when you win this championship um, it will mean it will mean everything you know it's, like I said it's been a it's been a, a long road and a long time coming and I've been saying from day one um, that I am the best in the world so for me my team for the UK, for Jamaica, it'll mean the world, you know, and that's what I'm taking into the fight with me. All right, now, you having that mentality, being the best in the world, not going to turn down any challenges, and we've seen that as you're taking on that last fight with Nate Diaz, and that's led to this number one contender shot here, but if you are to win, are we running it back immediately for the rematch? I believe so. I think after beating the UFC, we'll try to push the rematch on me, you know, and so, so they probably should. You know, he's been a long, um, long champion for, for for a while and defending his belt for a while. You know what I mean? So I'll be glad to there to to take that rematch. And you mentioned you doing this for the UK, for Jamaica, but your team in general. How has your team helped you prepare for this fight? Not only in the training aspect, but also mentally. Um, my my team is very important to me. You know, they're, they're the one that got me in this position. And, um, like I said, even though we were doubted from, oh, we doubted fight by fight, we we keep um, getting a victory. So obviously, I'm proud of my team, proud of what we what we're achieving, and Saturday night just be the icing on the cake. And you mentioned the team, and then you live and die by each fight. On this journey that you become a number one contender, at what after which fight did you think, hey, I'm ready for another title shot, or you're ready for the title shot? Excuse me. Um, I thought uh, uh, I've been ready for the title shot, and you know, from. Um, like I said, there's, it's rare that guys with ten fights in the UFC don't fight for the for the, the world title, you know. Um, so I, I've been ready, but I feel now this is the perfect time, and it's all playing out perfectly, you know. And Leon, I'm not going to take up too much of your time because I know you've got a busy day ahead of you and leading up to a a busy weekend. How do you see this fight going out for you? You already told me that you're not going to give away the game plan too much, but do you think that this is going to be? A decision, and how do you think that you've been preparing for this five-round fight? Um, I've been preparing to make it a mixed martial arts fight, not just a striker versus wrestler fight. You know, so I'll be willing. I'm going out there to get my hand raised by by any means. You know, I'm not not just looking for one one way to win by any means. It's on the ground, on the feet, decision. Um, however it comes, I'll take it. You know. Yep, I understand that. Thank you so much for your time today, Leon. Ed. Best of luck to you this Saturday against Kamaru Usman at UFC 278. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that was Leon Edwards once again. Thank you to the UFC and everybody involved for setting that up. Leon is just one of those fighters that has 
such a great backstory, just his journey to get to the UFC. The documentary that I mentioned on BT Sport, I recommend that you check it out. And it's really, it's only about 25 minutes and you really get some insight into the guy coming over from Jamaica to Great Britain and just the rise that he's had to take to get to the UFC. It's a very inspiring story that we see from a lot of fighters, but man, Leon Edwards, his is really special. And when we come back, we're expected to be joined by Kamaru Usman. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game with Iman Cotton. Welcome back to The Fight Game. All right, and we are back here on The Fight Game on 1230 The Game, and I'm pleased to introduce my next guest, the one, the only, Brian Salmon from News 3 right here in Vegas. How you doing, Brian? I'm Andaman. I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy to be here, bro. All right, man, and I'm glad to have you because we are going to get into UFC 278. I mean, it's a real exciting card, but I want to get your take first. I don't know if you saw it, but Luke Rockhold, yesterday at Media Day, the explosive comments that he made about the UFC, and he, what he said, you know, needed to be said. It's something that fighters shouldn't be afraid to say. So what do you think about the UFC when it comes to fighter pay and health care? Well, I actually, I did see the comments. Uh, I watched a lot of the press conferences that they had up there, and um, I think the, probably the biggest takeaway that I took from what Luke Rockhold had to say was more the health care than the fighter pay. Because we both know that the UFC pays the fighters what they release, but we also know that Dana White and those guys, they give them more money uh, than they actually are contracted to get that we don't see. And I've heard a lot of fighters talk about that. Like, you know, we, uh, at least the top tier guys, um, you know, that they add in extra money that they don't talk about. That's why fighters, they've, they've been programmed in a sense to not talk about what they specifically make. You never hear any fighter talk about what they specifically make because I think the UFC says, hey, listen, if you don't say, you know, what we actually give you, we give you a little bit extra, but we're kind of telling you this is what your what the base pay is. Um, as far as, you know, the guys not getting paid what they're owed and kind of comparing it to boxing and everything else, I think, I don't know, I don't, I don't think – we truly know what these guys are making because not every, not, not all the boxers are making what Floyd Mayweather was making. They're not all making what Canelo was making. You know what I mean? Or Tyson Fury. A lot of those guys are making what the uh, UFC fighters are making. You know, so I, I don't know, man. It's a slippery slope. But I did like what he had to say about the health care because I think that fighters should absolutely have health care through the company. You know, it's just like, a, um, like I have health care through Sinclair and Channel 3. Exactly. That's something that I mentioned earlier in the show is that your job should give you health care just off the rip. That should just be working for any company. Health care exactly. should be provided. And also, exactly. and we know I talked about Adrian Broner earlier, mental health care, where it's, it's expensive to pay for that out of pocket. And I'm sure that him pulling out of that fight this weekend, I'm sure that there are plenty of fighters in the UFC who are in similar situations where, hey, maybe they do want to like address their mental health, but maybe they're backing off from it. But you shouldn't have to pay for it yourself when you're working for a billion-dollar company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any kind of mental, physical, um, health care, 
should be paid for through your job if you have health care benefits, which you should have health care benefits. And a company like the UFC, which is, you know, worth $5 billion, whatever that they just sold it for and has the roster of fighters that they have, their mental and physical health is their job. You know what I mean? That, that, that's the, the vehicle that they use to perform your, that job for that company. So that should be taken care of at, you know, at, at a premium. I don't know what they have, but to me, it just makes sense that that should be taken care of at a premium. And hopefully the UFC does that or is doing that or needs to do that. You know, I, I don't know where that stands necessarily, but yeah, yeah, that should be a big deal. All right, moving into this 278 card. When this was first announced with the main event, you already knew that, like, hey, man, that's a main event, that it's, it's pay-per-view, and you got to see that. It's a must-watch. But yeah. how do you think about this card, the rest of how it's shaped out? Are you excited for the rest of the card besides the main event? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at the card, right? So you got Kamaru and, and Leon, absolutely pay-per-view. Paul Acosta, Luke Rockhold, I mean, that's a fight that I want to see. I wanted to see Paul Acosta fight after he fought Israel Adesanya, you know, just to kind of see where he would land up, and he hasn't done much. So, I mean, his, he's really like a third fighter, maybe maybe someone uh, beginning a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's no more a better fighter than Sean O'Malley is on a pay-per-view Ooh. card, and they, they haven't put Sean O'Malley any higher than the, um, the very first pay-per-view fight, right? So, and, and honestly... I ain't saying this, but man, I, I I don't even want to see Jose Aldo fight anymore. That's you don't. To say. I mean, what has he done? And he's to me, he's to me, he's not necessarily relevant. I think he's a great company man, and he's been a great company man for a very long time. But who has he really defeated that's any good in a long time? I, you can tell me. I mean, see, you. I mean, he's still winning fights though. But you said good. I mean, if if that's gonna be the, I mean. You got, that's where you got me there, because the last guy that was actually worth the salt, as Q would say, was Pedro Munoz. I mean, we saw what Sean O'Malley did to him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, see, yeah, like Pedro Munoz, who is, I mean, who, you know, I guess he beat he beat uh, Chito Vera. And I'm looking at his card right now. He beat Chito Vera, but that was in 2020. <laughs> I mean, but Chito Vera is basically a star now after that knockout over well, Dominic is, Cruz. That was so I mean, that's like four fights ago. Yeah, but I mean, he he still can say that he beat the man. So now that Cheeto Vera, his you know his his star is ascending, Jose Aldo yeah. can say, "Hey, man, I want a shot at him now." Because at one forty-five, well, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Are you right? You, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Because y'all go ahead. Because who is I was going to say who is there left to fight in this division for the champ? Who who's who's available at all? Well, as far as like this division, he's lost all the top tier guys. So. You're right. He could probably make a case that uh, that Cheeto Vera is someone that he can fight again to try to get himself back up in this division. I mean, that, 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 makes, that makes sense. But we all know what happens to him when he's fighting the top-tier guys, at least nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not up on Jose Aldo, um, especially being, what, the third fight on a pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah him and Rob. And it's it's going to be I don't I'm not saying it's going to be one sided, but I know who we're picking there before we even get into our, you know, our pickums. It's just. 
it's just that these fight these fights it's like you said man that's why i wanted to get your take on how good you thought the card was gonna be because yeah. we're starting off we're starting off the main card pay-per-view tyson pedro versus harry hunsucker <laughs> all right and let me just give you these odds who, who? Say that again? I, I don't want to say it again <laughs> i don't want to say it again <laughs> so we got tyson pedro out of australia and he yeah. is favorite. He is minus 740. I see. Yeah, minus 740. Mm. Now, I mm. know that everybody in this sport, hey, man, these are this is a light heavyweight bout. These are some big boys. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. Yeah. But with those odds, if the fight is that lopsided, what's that doing on the main card of a pay-per-view? I know. I know. And look at this. I'm sure you're looking at what I'm looking at. You don't, you don't get to any rank fighters until the, the third to the last fight, the Jose Aldo fight. First, how is Jose number three? But anyway, none of the fighters even rank. Generally, for like a pay-per-view card, most of the fighters should be ranked. You know what I mean? But I will say this. They are going to Utah, Salt Lake City. Uh, they're already there. So, and, you know, you don't necessarily want to, I hate even saying it like this, but want to waste your, your, big, your big event on and on an event in Utah, Ooh. you know what I mean? Because that Leon Edwards said it when he was going through his his press conference and the fact that you know he thought that he was going to be fighting for the title. Oh yeah, Madison Square Garden or Las Vegas, and he ends up in Salt Lake City, Utah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of a downer for the fighters to be out there fighting. That's not no not that's not a knock on Utah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Those, those are the words out of Leon Edwards' mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I've got a brother from the UK over in Utah. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be shocked. But <laughs> <laughs> so we're zooming through this card just, you know, because like you said, hey, man, it's going to get to the third fight until you get some ranked fighters. So that co-main event, Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold, who you got in that one? Because I know you said that you wanted to see Paulo Costa fight sooner. And you said you were excited to see this fight, but who you got? Woo! You know what? Um... Ooh. The fact that Luke Rockhold has, has not fought in so long, uh, his chin should be better, you know what I mean? He's had some brutal knockouts, brutal knockouts. But uh, he's had some time to kind of recover, maybe reset his chin. Paula Costa hasn't been the same, uh, I think, since you know he lost to Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. And I think the book has been written on him. He's a sixth-ranked guy in the division. He's moving up. You know, he's down at middleweight still, so I don't necessarily believe in him. I'm going to go with Luke Bronco. With everything that he said, Woo. yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I'll go with the old dog. I'll go with the old dog. He seems angry. Paul Acosta, I, after all that talk, all that talk that he had, I'm still mad at him at the way that he fought. Israel. He let you down personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I want Israel to win, honestly, but you can't do, sell all them wolf tickets, man, writing all them checks. You know what I'm talking about? You can't write all them checks. Oh. You can't cash them. hundred percent. I know what you mean by that because I'm I'm right there with you. I'm not taking it as personal as you did, but it was like, man, you did all that talking, and that's all you got to show for it. Yeah. Come on, Jared Cannonier. Like, come on, man. Like, Ooh, come on. We we were there together. Yes, yes. You're gonna do all that wolfing, wolf tickets, man. My pops used to say that all the time. Selling all them wolf tickets. Hey, go out on your shield. It's easy enough for us to say, right? You know, because I'm not the one True. getting punched in the face. Or getting, you know, but still, man, if you're a fighter, that's what you do. Hey, go at, go win it. The champ is not going to just give you 
the you know the title. You know what I mean? You go take it. Ugh, that bothers me. Really bothers me. Ooh, Damon, you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm still there, Brian, and I'm going to have to cut you short because Kamaru Usman is trying to call into the show now. So before I let you go, who you got in the main event? Ooh, Kamaru all day, man, and I'll definitely get off for uh, Kamaru Usman. Saw Dana White last night, man. He was here over at Mandalay Bay. He's pumped for it. He's pumped for the fight, man. So uh, enjoy your, your conversation, Kamaru. I'm about to turn on and listen to you, baby. Thank you, thank you. That was Brian Salmon from News 3 Vegas, and we should be hearing from Kamaru Usman at any time now hey champ how you doing wonderful how are you i'm doing fantastic and that is the voice of the ufc welterweight champion the nigerian nightmare kamaro usman man i am so glad that we got you on the show today ufc 278 you going up against leon edwards for that ufc welterweight champion now i know that you won that first fight and it was such a long time ago and you guys have both changed as fighters but have you watched that fight for any preparation for this fight here yes actually i've watched it a couple of times with my coaches and we just kind of wanted to look at the tendencies and look at certain things because that doesn't lie for me, your heart doesn't lie, and that's one of the biggest things that I took away from that first fight. All right, and I want to take you back just a little bit to the UFC Apex a few weeks ago for UFC Vegas Fight Night. When your brother won the Ultimate Fighter, you guys are the first pair of brothers to win the Ultimate Fighter. I was there. How did that feel for you and the family to see your brother finally achieve what he, following in your footsteps almost, but he said that, hey, his, the, the name doesn't matter if he doesn't go out there and win the fight and he won. So how much did that mean to you and the family? It means a lot. You know, um, nowadays very rare to be the first to do anything and to be the first pair to win that in such an incredible and, and, the, and a big long-standing show, um, it, it means a ton. Now, Kamaro, I know that you are a wrestler through and through. Wrestling is your strong suit. It is your specialty. But recently, your stand-up game is getting better. We all know that knockout you've got against Jorge Masvidal, a highlight, one that's going to be shown on the highlight reels for years to come. But when it comes to Leon Edwards in the striking game, how confident are you to just stand and trade with him before you try to take him down? Um, I'm confident with, with anyone. You know, a fight is a fight. And um, I don't I don't shy away from that. That's one thing. If there's one thing that I do better than anyone, uh, it's the fact that I can get it done in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I win. That's what I do. I'm a winner. And um, if Leon Edwards is thinking that I'm not going to strike with him, then he's in for a rude awakening. But I'm going to go out there, I'm going to do my job. And the Pakistan, that's for a reason. And Saturday night is just another opportunity for me to show that. Yes, and you are one of the best in the world, pound for pound. When it comes to your legacy, because you've defended this title so many times, I've lost count. But when it comes to your legacy at 170, what else is there for you to prove in this weight class? That's a good question. Um, It's always a lot. For improvement every time, and that's my goal. I just want to improve any and every time that I get in there. I just want to improve. I want to improve. I want to get better. And so, as long as I'm doing that, you know, the sky's the limit for me. 
And then speaking of that legacy, you've mentioned you do you wouldn't want to move up to middleweight. You know, out of respect to Israel Adesanya, the UFC middleweight champion, but a move up to light heavyweight. How realistic is that for you? I know you're you good on the height at six foot, but what are you cutting down already to get to one seventy? I'm cutting a little bit. I walk around about 195 to 197. And it's not necessarily about the weight, and that's the biggest thing about this for me. Uh, I want to be able to show, when I say, when they say pound for pound, for me, pound for pound means it doesn't matter which weight they put your style of fight, you will be victorious. And yes, this is not ideal, but why not, why not actually show the world that I could do it while I'm still here? So. I don't want it to just be a conversation piece to everyone. I want them to actually know that yeah, there's a guy that was a pound pound because he could get it done. Man, that is so interesting for you to say for me because when I look at that, like, yes, the legacy, that would make you one of the, not one of the best fighters, the best fighter because that's never been done in the UFC, unseen before. But coming back to this fight here, Leon Edwards, UFC 278 in Salt Lake City, first off, how you like in Salt Lake City, man? My previous guest, we were talking about it, and it's a little bit of an odd place for the UFC to be having, event, having an event. So what is your take on Salt Lake City real quick? Yeah, it's a little bit of an odd place, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how, where you're at. You know, at the end of the day, I'm here to do a job, and I do my job well. So, you know, if the opponent, we might feel like it's an odd place, but it's never an odd place to get your butt with. So, uh, probably not. That's what I'm going to do. I, you know, I'm, I'm contracted to come here and whip someone's butt. So that's that's not an odd, odd thing for me at all. All right, champ, only a couple of more questions for you. And again, we're talking to Kamaru Usman, the UFC welterweight champion of the world. Now, man, I got to ask you, when did you start saying to yourself, I'm that guy and I don't have to wear shirts anymore when I come to these press conferences? <laughs> uh, I, I, for me, it was just, uh, well, the thing is, like, fighting, everyone associates us with just, uh, like, we're these, these barbarians and we're this, uh, you know, all we're supposed to do is just fight, bleed, and, and shut up and go home. And, and we'll pay to put us in that corner. No, it's not that, you know. I'm a fighter, you know, yes, and I do that very well, but I'm also a father. You know, I, I'm also I, I'm a loving father, and I love that. And on top of that, I'm fresh. You know, I'm young, I'm flying, <laughs> I'm fresh. You know, so this it, it just came down to the point where I just I didn't care what people were saying anymore because it's like you can never please everybody. So, and, and and if you ever talk to an older older man, they would tell you, you know, they wish they would have done this while they were at that time. They wish they would have done this while they had that opportunity. So I'm just in a place and the part of my life and of my career where I'm just like, you know what? It's a, you know, no shirt all summer, you know, chest out all summer. <laughs> so it don't matter, you know, now I have the body to do it. When I'm 60, it's not going to be the same. So why not? I want to live each and every moment now to the fullest. But that does not take away from what I do and how I work. All right, man, something, last one for you, something that you just said right there that I want to circle back to. You mentioned about being a father and just these other facets of just being a fighter, but a person, and people not seeing that sometimes. So what's something about being a UFC champion that other people don't realize the work that it takes to get into it and just 
something that you want people to know about yourself that maybe they just don't see when they only tune in on Saturdays to watch a fight? Yeah, one of the biggest things is uh, people people never, they don't they don't understand the preparation that it takes to be able to get in there and perform for 25 minutes. All they see is that 25 minutes and they're just like, oh, that guy didn't look good or that guy didn't do this or that guy did that. But they don't understand what you have to go through. A lot of these fights people come into with very, very serious injuries. But in the name of entertaining the master, they still go through it. They're still willing to come through and try to perform. And so that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand and a lot of people don't get. Um, but for me, it's, um, you know, I, I prepare, I give my all to this, prepare as hard as I can, and I go out there and perform, and I can't wait after performing to get home to my daughter because that's, that's where I, I love to spend my time. So I can't wait. I can't wait this Saturday, UFC 278. It's going to be a spectacular night. All right, that's a mic drop right there. Thank you for your time today, champ, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. All right, and that was UFC World to Weight champion Kamaru Usman. I'm so thankful that he was able to join us here on the fight game. Thank you to the UFC for getting that all worked out because, man, that was a bit of a scramble. Hey, I thought I lost him. I thought the interview was gone. Dreams were crushed. I don't get the champ on the show, but, hey, man, the UFC worked a little magic for me. We're still able to get Kamaru Usman on in time for the show, and I'm just ecstatic. And now we're going to close out the show with a few good minutes from Jared. All right. Oh, wrong imaging there, but we have Jared here in studio. Yeah. Jared, what you got today? Oh, well, I'm a little sad that I didn't get to hear my, uh, my wonderful imaging that you made for me. Um, okay, so I added a file to the to the library that uh, I believe if you type in the word cheeks should come up or cheek there we go I think that's it and I'd like you I'd like for you to listen to that file is this safe for air yes this yes. is safe for air okay we yeah. got a few we only have a few minutes left in the show literally so uh, let's see what you got here doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes I will beat your ass <laughs> that is head coach Dan Campbell talking about his team's mentality, but I, I guess I just don't understand what type of what type of fight is he getting into where the the, the resulting injuries causes someone to lose their butt cheek. The loss of a butt cheek is that is is that normal? You're you're my fight fight expert. Loss of a butt cheek. Yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a tough one there. I've never I've never um, that is such a good clip there. Was he just speaking to the team? <laughs> he was like uh, he was like we're this is the best you're gonna feel, but I need you to keep fighting. I don't care if you have you've lost all your toes and you only got one, and it's like uh, uh, okay, but what happened, man? I need to know like the process that I I mean losing toes. Okay, that's fair. Uh, was it Ronnie Lott once just like cut off his own finger so that he could get back into a game? Like true story. Yeah, like <laughs> that makes sense. Hey, I lost a toe. Whatever, rat. Like, you know, tape me up. I'm going back in. But if I'm losing a whole section of my glutes, I'm, I'm no, no, coach. I, 
I, I'll, I'll still want to, the, the want to will be there, but the ability to move will not. See, here's the thing that that's really the more I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to think of this logically. And maybe he means like you tore your glute muscle or something, because the visual that I have is just someone missing a cheek going to fight. Yeah, you know, like a, what, like, a cartoon what, version of someone just took a bite out of a cheek and you're missing half of it. Exactly. So maybe he means like, I don't care if you're cramping. You know, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But Dan Campbell is just he's the caricature that I'm, you would see in a magazine when someone talks about American football. If you could just yeah. take like a foreign yeah. magazine, their caricature of this is an American football coach. It's Dan Campbell. Everyone take a knee. Those helmets aren't seats. Like that, like that level of, uh, that level of like, yeah, yeah, we, we got it, coach. You don't have to, you don't have to constantly hit us with the, with the platitudes, but at the same platitudes time. Platitudes are so good, man. You know why people speak in platitudes? Because they work, man. Well, I mean, yes. A broken clock is right twice a day. Um. You know? My personal favorite is the, is the, a, uh, blind squirrel is right twice a day. Well, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that one's different though. It doesn't really fit. Yeah, no, that's not... why I say it is because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not here to impress anyone. Uh, yeah, I just thought you would enjoy that that fight, the the, the mentality of I'm gonna still kick your, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna keep coming, I'm gonna keep coming. I don't care if I lost a butt cheek. Man, we just had Kamaru Usman on the UFC World's Weight Champion. Maybe we should have played that for him. You know, Kamaru. How does this? Do you know what if you lost if, a butt cheek in a fight? Yeah, if your if if your coach was uh, like if you're in a corner and you had lost a butt cheek, would your coach go, "I don't care, we're not throwing in the towel," or would your coach be like, "Dude, you you're missing you're missing your butt your butt." RJ, we're running out of show. Do you have anything else for a few <laughs> good minutes today? I mean, have I asked you about why we're sniffing playoffs? I don't. Sometimes you throw these. Qu- I, I'm, I'm, I regret that I ask now. <laughs> I <laughs> say, hey, you know, hey, hey, Jared, no, no, not at all. I want to get off that subject too. But now you're asking me why are we sniffing the playoffs? Because it's so close, Jared. That's why. Okay, but if it's that close, then you could see the playoffs too. No, but it's so close that you know, it's, maybe it's not there that you can see it. It's an abstract thing. I mean, they're both senses of like they're they're both one of your five senses. I Jared, just, I don't know what you want me to tell you, man. <laughs> I just don't understand. It just it makes it like it does the do the playoffs smell good? Do the playoffs smell bad? Because the word sniff gives me negative connotations. We're sniffing the playoffs. I'm thinking about it like you're hunting, man. You're hunting and you're out there like, oh, it's so close, like we can sniff the playoffs. That's what I'm thinking about. So the playoffs are m- kind of like have a musk? To them, like yeah, like a, yeah, it's a little tangy. The playoffs, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. That's why you want to sniff the playoffs. That's why it's so close, and people are dying to get into the playoffs. Well, Jared, thank you for a few good minutes. We are out of show today. I'm just gonna stop you before you ask me another question. I want to say thank you to the UFC. I want to say thank you to Leon Edwards for coming on the show. Also, Kamara Usman is they're going to be squaring off at UFC 278 for their welterweight championship in Salt Lake City. Also want to say thank you to Brian Salmon from News 3. Thank you for taking the dive when Kamaro called in and hopping off. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who's interacted with the show. 
And thank you to Afro Mar for the tweet. You know, fighter pay is important, but mental health is even more important. And as we're running out of show here, I didn't even get to talk about the heavyweight championship fight between Alexander Yushek and Anthony Joshua. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Joshua. I think he's going to redeem himself, and I think he's going to come back and get a win. Stay safe and protect yourself at all times, everybody. <laughs>